This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get, 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 get. For your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is. Let's go! MP on the mic. There we go. It's a Thursday morning. We are entering the 11 o'clock hour. Michael Phillips here, MP on the mic. That's the program. In our previous segment, JC on the board uh, gave me a Kit Kat churro to try. We gave it a try. And I gave a review, which was I felt not a negative review. It was not a positive review. I will acknowledge that. But I also felt like it was not a negative review. It was simply a statement. And that was it didn't taste like chocolate. It tasted like a cinnamon toast crunch. That's not bad. Uh, it's not. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I, I would like to revise my opinion, though, because that taste is still hanging with me, and I don't love that. I, there's some taste you want to hang with you. The, this taste, the artificial cinnamony, doughy taste, is uh, is not the taste you want hanging with you. Uh, so I'm I'm revising it. I'm deducting a point for aftertaste. Uh, we don't have a formal rating scale. That's not a not something we've done around here. Perhaps we will introduce one at some point. But until then, uh, I'm deducting one point from the scale that doesn't actually exist uh, on the uh, on the treat. Now, I'm getting clowned today, um, so I need to bring on uh, another young person who is cool and hip and knows things uh, to see if I get validation or, or dunked on again. He's Craig Hoffman, our sister station, the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. He's a drive-time afternoon host there, puts on a tremendous radio program, and uh, we are thrilled to have him with us. Craig, good morning. Have you ever seen an entire episode, not like clips, not like vague knowledge of, an entire episode of The Brady Bunch? Oh, man. Um, Certainly not within the last, 20 years if i did then it would have been it would have been like homesick and not like when i was in school back in the day but no i've I've never like intentionally sat down and watched an entire episode of the brady bunch this is exceptionally validating i thank you for your time you may go now no wait no that's not that's not why craig's here uh craig hoffman uh knows as much about the commanders as anybody on the radio scene up there in dc um, but before we get there, also also a Syracuse guy, and uh, we're playing 910 The Fan tonight down here. It's Hokies game day. Hokies against Syracuse. Uh, Dino mm. Babers has had the Hokies number. Uh, how, how deep are you on Syracuse football? Is, is that Do you follow him? Will you be watching? 
I'm about as deep on Syracuse football these days as I am the Brady Bunch. Yeah, well, there we go. There we go. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we wear we wear orange at some point in our uniforms. Um, I yeah, no, I I have not kept up with. I, you know me, Michael. I'm I'm not a big college football guy in general. Uh, when you work six days a week, uh, you know that Saturday, it's like you know yep. what I'm going to do. Not watch inferior football. That probably just made a lot of people mad, but you know, whatever. <laughs> wow, we'll uh, we'll we'll ride with the hot take here. That that's all right because I, I need you to explain the NBA to me. So we we all have our weak spots here. <laughs> um, my understanding is the Wizards are on pace to go zero and eighty two. I'm I'm not I'm not versed in any of the details beyond that. they scored a lot of points and they lost. That that's the that's they uh, the- well yeah they gave up they gave up an extraordinary amount of points, which unfortunately I think is going to be a consistent theme for them this year. Hopefully not that many, but uh, yeah, they did lose last night. There are 82 games the way the math works. That would technically be correct on pace for 82 losses this season. We were doing a bit in the media room yesterday uh, up in Ashburn. Uh, and I will ask you about no the way. I will ask you about the commanders eventually, but it's my program. We're doing bits. Uh, it's um, capitals wins plus wizards wins versus Nationals wins next year. So, oh, it, so, so the Caps I've, and Wizards are both 82-game yeah. seasons. So you get 164 instead of 162. Um, but all, all three teams are bad. I'm going to go Nationals wins next year. I think the Nationals, like, I don't think they're going to be good next year, but, like, they, they could sneak around 500. Like, they played better in the second half of this year I still think there's a chance they like do the let's sign a big free agent a year ahead, like basically what they did with Jason Worth a decade ago. Like let's let's go one year early bit and try to try to kickstart this thing a little bit sooner. Um, so I'm going to go Nationals wins because oh, the Wizards could like I'm actually probably going to bet the Wizards season over, uh, but that's only because the numbers 24 and a half, and I could probably get even better numbers on that. Uh, based off the fact that I'm now 81 games instead of 82 to get to 25, yeah. but they're they're not going to win, you know, more than 35. Um, and then the the Capitals have been pretty rough so far this year. So I think I think Nationals. There's I, I think the Capitals just the nature of hockey is more like any night anybody can win. But I think they might be every bit as bad as the Wizards at least early. It's it's a race to the bottom. It's not good, which is really sad because, like, the Wizards are at the start of a rebuild and they're doing this on some level on purpose. Um, yes. The Capitals still have Alex Ovechkin <laughs> and you'd like to see him go out in a better state than whatever it is they're putting out on the ice. No doubt, although that state's a little bit because of him. But we're not here to talk hockey. We're here to talk commanders football uh, with Craig Hoffman ahead of a, uh, a game against the Eagles that uh, I think is intriguing because the Eagles came here last year, sacked, sacked Carson Wentz nine times, you know, started to put the first nail in the Carson Wentz coffin. They, they did well against Sam Howell, uh, but, but you know, the commanders were still able to score some points last time. What do you see? Ron Rivera teed up yesterday's comments. I'm, I'm looking at changes on the offensive line. What do you see as reasonable changes that could be made this week to put Sam Howell in a slightly better position than he's been? So I think there's a couple. I mean, personnel-wise, I think putting Tyler Larson in for Nick Gates is feasible, to say the least. Like, part of the problem they're having is setting protections. Um, It does not seem like the proper protection calls are being made, which is why they're struggling so bad with the blitz. There's obviously other issues on the the protection side, mainly um, that the quarterback holds the ball too long and is not very good at moving within the pocket. 
Um, so you have you have those factors that aren't going to be fixed by a new center. But could a more veteran, more experienced center get some of those line calls uh, straight to where the blitzes aren't instant pressures like they were against New York, where it really was on the O-line, not as much on Sam. And you know, when we were recording Take Command this morning, I actually looked it up. Gates has started 51 games in his career. Larson's at 93. And about half of Gates' starts are at guard. So you're talking about way, way more experience, like four times the experience in terms of actual games played at center for Tyler Larson. I think injury is probably going to cause a change at left guard, whether they go Chris Paul or Ricky Stromberg to TBD. But that's a super important spot this weekend because even though he's a rookie, Jalen Carter has been the best interior pass rusher in the NFL this year based off of win rate. So he has been really, really good. Um, And he's going to line up over that left guard. So I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is, can you just not give Sam Howell so many opportunities to be sacked, a.k.a. run the football more? And this is not a team that's built to run it. They are a pass to run strategically. They don't keep up their own game with the same detail as they do their pass game. They run it a lot from gun because Sam doesn't really like being under center. And that obviously is an inferior way to run the football. So how do you, how do you overcome some of those problems that are presented by how your offense is built uh, to still run it more and thus not have a guy in his second year in his ninth career start this weekend, dropping back to pass more than any other quarterback in football. That's a problem. That's a, when you put it that way, that's a problem, Craig. Uh, that, that, that's an issue. Uh, rolling back to the Gates discussion, any, any thought on Ricky Stromberg at all? I, he's a rookie. You don't, you know, those offensive linemen often take a year to develop. And if you, if you go with the swap there, if you bring Larson in, do you slide Gates over or is he to the bench? Because you probably got to keep Cosme out there, and I don't think Sadiq's been a huge problem this year. No, well, Sadiq has got the calf thing. So, I mean, I don't you're, – you're in the room these days. I'm not. Um, I, I kind of think that Charles is going to be an injury scratch. I mean, let's, let's tackle that first. So then, so then you would you would have Gates move to left guard then, as opposed to going. Well, you Chris, could, I, Chris that's Paul. an interesting thought because I I would probably go Chris Paul. Um, okay, I think he showed really well in the preseason. I think that they like that group meshed pretty well with him in there. But the, if you want to try to get again more experience, like that's not a terrible idea to slide Gates over and try to have two guys there with that experience, um, and, and have that. But. I think, I think the Schomburg to center thing is interesting because he's clearly your center of the future. But do you want, you know, if we talk about the protections not being there and like, you know, the ability to identify who's blitzing, who's not, get the slides the right way, all that kind of stuff. And if, I, I think a lot of that stuff in this offense is on Sam, but the center can obviously be somewhat helpful. Um, do you really want a rookie center and a, a borderline rookie quarterback together in that? I would say no, and for that reason, I would lean Larson. But from a talent standpoint and development standpoint, I do think Stromberg's like been pretty good when he's been in there. So it is a tough call. Like you just start Stromberg now, um, and if you get him a couple weeks down the road, maybe if your season's like all out of whack anyway, you might as well just let the kid play. But I think I would go obviously Leno at left tackle. I would have Chris Paul at left guard. I would put Larson at center, and then keep the right side the same for right now. Yeah, I think you're keeping the right side. It, it, Andrew Wiley's been a mixed bag, but I I don't think there's a logical. Lo- you're not going to well, bring I mean, sure. Cosme. You're not going to bring Cosme back to right tackle after everything you did this off season. 
No, and, and that's not fair to him. And the other thing, I mean, you could play Cornelius Lucas if you wanted to. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be mad at that. But the thing about, like, Wiley is the perfect example, right? By, by totals, he has given up more pressures than I think any right tackle in the league. By percentage, he's dead center of the pack. It's just that it's, they a, it's a quantity Sam issue, not a quality so, issue. Exactly. He, they have dropped Sam back so many times this year that playing at league average leads to him being one of the most sacked quarterbacks at, in NFL history. And like this goes to the larger roster construction issue that we've talked about on my show when you've come on, which is it's fine to have an average offensive line. It's fine to have Sam Howell at quarterback. That's a bad combination that you should have known about going into the year because this is the book on Howell. He holds the ball. It's the same exact thing that happened at North Carolina with different defenders coming, different offensive line, different system, different everything, same exact result. So if you're going to have this guy playing quarterback, you need a pretty elite offensive line, and they did not invest in remotely in having an elite offensive line. If only the two of us could have had outlets where we could have said that all through April and May leading up to the draft and then critiqued the draft after the draft happened and then pointed it out all offseason when they didn't sign free agents at that position. Then maybe people could have known. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I know I know the AM signal sometimes hard sometimes it's hard to find, but I maybe maybe we can teach those those folks up in Ashburn where we are on the free Odyssey app, for instance. Yeah, I love it. Yes, sir. Ding ding ding. Absolutely. Uh, I have not <laughs> I've not asked you about the defense yet. Uh you know, how how do you feel without Cody Barton? I, I think we're all taking for granted at this point that Cody Barton's gone. Um, Jamin Davis picks up the green dot. Maybe, maybe you give that to Cam Curl at a certain point. Um, but, but the linebacker is a real position of weakness there. Who would have thought we'd be here talking about Cody Barton as essential personnel entering week eight? Uh, but here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually don't know. I mean, unless they've said that, um, and I missed it, like, I think David Mayo is probably going to play and this week might not be a bad week for that because Mayo is pretty darn good against the run. I mean, he led the team to tackles last week. Like, he finds his way around the football, and for all the struggles that he has in coverage, like, the Eagles want to run the heck out of the ball. So this might be a good week to say, like, hey, we're just going to get David Mayo in there and, and kind of keep playing the defense that we have. Um, these past couple of weeks since Derek Forrest uh, got injured and we've played a little bit more base, we've mixed in Quan Martin a little bit and, and kind of the smaller dosages that we've seen of, of them mixing it up. I, I think on a bigger picture – Though they finally, in true Jack Del Rio fashion, after five weeks of giving up 30-plus points a game, they've actually found some things that work. Um, they have gone to more cover two structures. So instead of putting everything on one single high safety and trying to contain stuff underneath, they're like, you know what? We gave up too many explosive plays. That doesn't work for this group this year. Let's play some cover two. Let's give our guys help. And they've communicated it well. They've played it well. And really the big plays that they've given up in the last couple of weeks have been one-on-one, like, guys, as, as we say on take command, it's just dudes making plays. You know, if Jalen Hyatt's going to go out there and run a perfect nine route and, and Tyrod Taylor's going to drop a dime, like, there's only so much Benjamin St. Juice can do. He's in pretty good phase. He's in good position. He challenges the ball, and Hyatt makes a play. Like, good job. Other guys get paid, too. What you can't have is guys running free can't have guys running, running wide open in the secondary. And that's kind of dissipated the last couple of weeks. And because this defense is so stout up front, they can get away with these two high structures where typically the reason you don't play that is because it's harder to stop the run because you take a safety out of the box, whether they match these with the Cinco package and they have the five defensive linemen or they just play it well with the four on the field. 
they've done a good enough job against the run that they can get away with dedicating that extra player to coverage, and it seems to have solved their problems. Last week was definitely their best performance of the year, and hopefully that's something that they're building on, a la the previous four years of Jack Del Rio. Now, if only they could figure out how to do this before week six every year. I th- I think three years plus six weeks, that's a, that's a fair amount of time to give a defensive coordinator as the exact same renowned personnel. I don't see any issues here, Craig. <laughs> no, it, none at all. It's 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 quite the show, and uh, it is the drama that never ends. And uh, Craig Hoffman is up there in D.C. to chronicle it. You can listen to him this afternoon and every afternoon on on the Team 980, our sister station, uh, also on the live free Odyssey app. Craig, thank you for dropping by. I'll uh, I'll see you Monday on your program, unless you're coming to the game. Uh, I will be at the game. I'll oh. see you on Sunday in How person. The, see you Sunday. Uh, Wacky bits in person. Let's do it. In-person wacky bits. Well, that brightens my day. I love it. All right. Thank you for dropping by, Craig. We appreciate it. Uh, Check him out this evening in Washington, D.C. We're going to step aside for a second. We will be back with more MP on the mic. This is 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.